We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I want to get to the rest of the calls. Ari, thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you for your comments. Appreciate you. And I don't think they're going to trade for Zach Levine, but we'll, we'll see. Um, next up, we'll go to a uh, generic Knicks fan, and then we'll go to Bankhead. Um, generic Knicks fan, the floor is yours. What you got? What's good, everybody? Uh, shout out to you guys doing this space. Um, so I've kind of vacillate back and forth between the tanking thing and the, uh, the current strategy. Um, I, uh, I'm not one who believes that you should tank out the gate. Kind of like Ari said, I think you wait until like January, see where the team is at. And then you make that decision, um, whether or not to either rest or, you know, put, put your best players on ice, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I kind of like, I kind of like the idea also of incrementally, getting better right so you got a guy like julius randall you got a guy like jalen brunson these guys are not carrying us to a championship but i also feel like those kind of guys can be a part of a really good team but you have to bring in the guys that are better than that um i like julius randall in a third or fourth option role you know I don't like him as the alpha dog at all. Like, if that's the case, trade him. But if their plan is let's bring in guys who are better than him and keep him, I think that can be valuable. I look at a team like the Phoenix Suns who, you know, they need a guy like Julius Randle. Well, what happens when we get rid of Julius Randle and we get to a point of quote-unquote contention and then we don't have that third or fourth option? So that's kind of where I'm at. Um I kind of, like I said, I I like the idea of scaling up, you know, and also by scaling up, you know, let's say you can become a perennial six C team or whatever. Yeah, you might get smacked in the first round, but you're maintaining the value of your roster so you can trade those chips, um, you know, when said star becomes available and you'll be able to keep more players as opposed to having to package a million players, if you guys, uh, you know what I mean. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, so I agree with you, like, about the idea of incrementally getting better. Um, I always point to 
the Rockets never tanked for James Harden. Uh, the uh, Miami brought back, signed the core of a 41-win team, the long-term deals, and were able to stay competitive, got Jimmy Butler. Uh, we all know what the Nets did in 2019. Now, obviously, what the Nets did is probably not repeatable for the foreseeable future until the CBA changes because the free agency is dead. Um, so I agree. Like, you, like it's if you if and when you acquire the star, if you have pieces two, three, and four, some combination of them are in place, that will help. Um, the problem is Julius Randle will never be the third option on a New York championship team. Like you can't after after twenty twenty one the I the, the I listen. He didn't get along with Kemba Walker, right? The idea that somebody we're gonna like okay for shits and giggles. Let's say Philly flames out again in the first or second round this year, and then B says, I'm done. I want out. And I want to go to New York. And we put together a trade pad. And then now that's a dude. Now that's a dude, and I will trade the entire, like what the entire store for. But that's another stretch for another day. We bring in Joel and B. And this is hypothetical. So please, internet, do not clip me. Do not take this out of context. Say, oh, show the Knicks think they get Joel and B. This is purely hypothetical. I cannot see Julius Randle watching Joel and accepting the role where he is the quote unquote second or third fiddle Joel and B. Like, I, I just don't see it, which is why you have to trade him, which is why I've always said the most important move it, this was organization to do is not necessarily to decide. Tom Thibodeau is to fire is to get rid of Julius Randle because he's not he's never going to fit in. All right, guess what? We got these two guys, and so now you're the third guy. I don't see that happening for him. Um, but I do agree with the fact that incremental growth is not the worst thing in the world. But you have to maintain your flex. You have to maintain your flexibility, and that's not necessarily just having the cap space, but having the ability to move contracts. I know some people think, oh, well, you have to attach a pick to this, like. Not really, but I'm not going to rehash that. But maintain that flexibility. And honestly, that's their plan. If you don't like it, I can understand. But they're like, we just want to be competitive until that star comes available. What I will say is, and then we'll go to the, and we'll, and we'll go to the next person, unless Chris has anything to add. And where I will give the front office some grace is that when they took the job, we didn't. They did not see. And you could probably, if you want to, if you want to fault them for this, you could fault them for it because they are agents. They did not foresee the landscape changing where superstar free agency died and everyone was just going to take the money and figure it out for, figure out later. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure when they took a job, they were like, all right, this guy's a free agent in 21, this guy's a free agent in 22, this guy's a free agent in 23, this guy's a free agent in 24. We should have one of these guys by 24. And the problem is none of these guys are going to hit free agency except for – um, possibly Cedric's boy, well, definitely Cedric's boy, uh, Jalen Brown. But I don't think I'm going to hit free agency. Um, so hopefully I answered your question. Uh, Chris, you got anything before we go to uh, Bankhead? Nah, I mean, I feel like you got to run at some point, so we should just keep running through the running through the callers here. I got to – I got to – listen, I was I won to end this at 2.30 because I want to watch Argentina and Croatia, but I have it up right here. So we can go to like – Two forty-five, or at least half time. Well, let, let's let's. We I feel like we we have like two more calls, and then maybe we'll, we'll do some final thoughts or whatever. You got awards to give out. Let's let's keep it. Let's keep it rolling. All right, let's, let's keep, keep it. All right, let's keep it rolling. Generic Knicks fan, thank you, thank you for the question. Appreciate you. Um, 
Bankhead, thank you for patiently waiting. The floor is yours. Yo, what up, what up, what up? Yo, the question is, are the Knicks good? At the end of the day, you know, we still got to wait out the, the Giannis moment. We still got to wait out the Jason Tatums and uh, Jalen Brown. So at the end of the day, you do all you can do to win, and you try to salvage as much, you know, cap space, um, draft capital you can, but you still got to you gotta wait these teams out. So it, it ain't no thing to, like, blow it up or to keep it. You feel what I'm saying? Julius Randle, he balling right now. I mean, I'm not a Julius Randle fan. I'm not nobody on the fan team. I was Cam, but you see what they did to Cam. So at the end of the day, it's just like, what do we do other than try to just do whatever we could until the wait is over for the Giannis, his era is over. You know what I mean? Wow. So, the, waiting for the Giannis era to end? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, what, what move can we make to add to the big four? I mean, to the mid four. You know, that's what y'all call them. <laughs> What move could we make to, to put us in championship contender? You see what happened with the Miami. They kept adding to Jimmy Butler, and they now they on their way down. You, you see what happened to Chicago. Chicago went for Jack Levine, DeRozan. Now they on their way down. You feel what I'm saying? You seeing all these teams that made these moves to try to put them a little closer, and it just is going backwards. You feel what I'm saying? So how much move do you want the Knicks to make? Even if you if you tank, nobody we ain't getting the top five pick. We getting like fourteen, you know, even though you got some stills you know, in those things. But I don't see no nobody. You feel me? If I if I start playing RJ Barrett and as a, even as a third option, well, where do you see that going? You feel what I'm saying? You just do the most you can, win as much games you can. You feel what I'm saying? You always want to win. We ain't attracting free agents, and we ain't getting good draft picks. I mean, Obi, out, out, the 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 the, the quiet still out on him. You feel what I'm saying? Like, no, I feel you. No, I so so the response would be so some people would say, well, they should tank, right? And obviously, to your point, that they're not this team. Like tanking would involve benching Jalen Brunson. Um, honestly, putting Fournier back in the rotation, honestly, maybe putting Rose back in the rotation and just not, but then again, you know, you're now you're, again, you're devaluing your other assets because you're not playing them, right? So taking off the board, um, you should try to, you should, you should try to build something sustainable. That's what they should be trying. They should try. Like I always say that the the mo- the biggest job of the president of the basketball operation, the president of basketball operation for the New York Knicks, is to change the perception and remove the stink that's on this team. And I've come to realize that that is easier said than done. Uh, even now, like listen, I'm in listen, I'm in spaces, Cedric's in spaces, Jay Nicky's in spaces, R's in spaces, Nick is in spaces, and we're Knicks fans are talking about it. And, and when we're in spaces of other of non Knicks fans, and we start talking, as soon as we say anything hypercritical and thing like that, it's like, well, you're a Knicks fan. Like, like we we saw how this sum already went, where we saw that the Knicks tax is real because the what Cleveland paid for Donovan Mitchell, um. Danny H wanted more. So whether we like it or not, we have this perception and we have to, and we have to change it and of just not being this complete dumpster fire. And that's why I don't necessarily push back in the direction that the front office is taking. Cause they're like, let's actually look like a competent functioning, organized basketball franchise first. Are they there yet? 
for the most part, there are some things they've done that's fucking head scratching. Like the cam, listen, say what you want about Cam Reddish, whether you're Cam Hop or not, the way they handled this situation from day one was awful. And that's that's a lesson that I hope that they learn. But at some point, this team has to be this team has to be um at some point this team has to resemble a normal outfit, but at the same time, they gotta get that guy. That guy. And if they're not getting it through free agency. So they got to wait for a trade because tanking ain't going to happen. So it's so it's easier, to, I believe it's easier to attract that team where you're not a dumpster fire. Um, last thing I'll say. Um, listen, last year was like the quote-unquote worst worst, uh, worst season in the history of the world, according to NBA Twitter. We were at 37-45, right? Yet, um, Donovan Mitchell went to bed thinking he was a New York Nick. So... If you are full, if, if, once this front office has decided to take the path of we're going to be competitive, hope a star, and, and be competitive and look attractive for a star, then I guess they're doing the right thing. To your point, they should win games because if they had another season like last season, then then it's fucked. Now, which could still happen to Ari's point. If we lose 17 or 20 again, there we are. Um, so that's so hopefully I answered your question. Chris, any, any thoughts you have on, uh, on, on, on uh, Bankhead's uh, question? Uh, I, man, I'm being mad unhelpful today, but I feel like <laughs> I'm just giving you a, I'm just giving you a chance to speak. I don't want yeah, to. I feel I like dominate the thing. I don't want to dominate. The I feel like there. I feel like you covered it. I feel like there are. I, I don't know. I feel like there's multiple different perspectives you gotta consider, and you just weighed like all of them. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back to my pizza, man. I mean, I feel like I. I I'm just gonna sound dumb. I got. Oh, no, you're not gonna sound dumb. Stop. One stop, stop. Messi with the penalty kick. Ari, I'm streaming. Thank you, Mr. Spoiler Alert. <laughs> like I feel like the best move the Knicks can make right now is trying to Miles Turner. You know what I mean? Give the give the brunch. Oh in. brother. So, no, look, Miles let me say, Turner. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just talk. You know what I mean? I mean listen, when I say that, you see how only way Mitch get featured is if Quentin Brown driving kick like driving dish it over to him. You need if you're gonna maximize Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, RJ Spacing, you need a person who can shoot the three and still be in Thibodeau style as a shot blocker, rim protector. You gotta give Thibodeau what he wants if you're gonna keep him. Mitch could shot block, he could rebound, he could do all that, but he can't hit the three. When I say Miles Turner, you get in Tibbs, somebody who's going to block, shot, rebound, and give Randall space. If you're going to give Tibbs the 100% he running this shit, give him what he want. You feel me? Give him his veterans. Give him what he want. You know what I mean? Give him what he want. That's the only way you can maximize Thibodeau. You feel what I'm saying? I don't – I'm not sure that keeping Thibodeau around right now because you think it's not worth it to move on and he's just, you know, like the – what this front office perceives as the best option means you need to make short-sighted decisions because that's what he would do if he were the president of the team. Like, I feel like there's a very blunt and basic and direct reason why he doesn't have control over personnel decisions. Um, it's because he's really bad at those when he does. So making moves that he would make probably just isn't a, as a rule of thumb, is probably just not a good way to swing he 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 did that job and was so bad at it that he got fired from all of his jobs and didn't get hired again for years until but leon's been worse leon's been worse eh. at 
Yo, it could be worse though. Decisions. Okay, when you get Thibodeau, all these guys he doesn't want, and now look, you got Fournier. You got to walk that. I, I I would. I would. Literally wanted Fournier. Yeah, he did. Can't just believe everything that people on Twitter tell you. Yeah, because think about it. Who who did who did um where did um where did what thing come from? Where did Fournier come from? He came from Orlando. Who was the coach? Steve Clifford. That's his boy. They spoke. Like the idea, I'm just saying that the it's idea not even that a conspiracy, they, like it's it's factual. They spoke. Yeah, like that, I'm that just I'm just point. saying that the idea that Thibodeau got stuck. Him, he didn't want none of these dudes. Nah, maybe Cam, but nah, he wanted a lot of these guys. He it was literally reported every time Fournier played well that Thibodeau wanted him, and every time he didn't play well that the front office stuck him with him. Like it's just very obvious what the agenda is with how these this information is dispersed. I'm, I'm just happy we ain't get going Hayward, man. That deal would have been crazy. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he's, I, he's uh, they say availability is a, a pretty good ability to have. And I'm not sure he's too good right. at that. Thank you, Bankhead. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your time and comments, brother. All right, we got right, uh, Rapture. You'll be the last caller of the day. Um, and then we'll do closing thoughts and wrap up. Uh, Rapture, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes. Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, what's going on? It's my first. Oh, did we lose him? I lost him. I lost him too. Okay, that's, so it's not just us. Uh, Rapture, uh, if you can hear us, maybe uh, uh, go down to. Uh, uh, the audience to come back or leave and come back. We'll give we'll, we'll give you a minute or two and we'll, we'll, to wait for you. Um, Maybe driving through an area with some bad service or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, while, yeah. While we wait for him, I guess we could do some awards, um, which I haven't done in a while. So uh, there's the Nick of the week. I, know. And I still you haven't. haven't I still. Heard. I haven't. And I haven't. And I haven't even thought of a freaking. Uh, a, I need a better name than the Nick of the week. Um, I'm going to give the Nick of the week. To Quentin Grimes because he was called this se- this off season and leading up to the, the beginning of the season as Mister Untouchable and it wasn't in a nice way and I feel as if he was unfairly put in the like because of the 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 hive of the player who shall not be named it all of a sudden it became he should play and Quentin Grimes stinks and. When I watch Quentin Grimes play, he's a winning basketball player, and he's a dude that can affect the game of outputting the ball in the basket. I believe I'm actually going to look this up. That his he had like a crazy plus minus, and he barely scored against Sacramento. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. So he actually yes, where is it? It is right here. Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes had a seven points and what was a plus nine and four. It was a plus nine to forty two minutes. Um, he's a winning basketball player. Those are the type to the point that I believe generic Knicks fan was making. Those are the type of players that you need to win championships. Obviously, he's not going to be the one of the two, but you need you need guys like him to win titles. Um, and then for the CTS award, the cut the shit award. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll give it to. I will give it to. Randall, but not because of because uh, he's been playing very well. But like 
you can't get ejected from that game the way you did against the Kings. You cannot. You everything was rolling. Everything was everything was was chugging along. You can't get kicked out like that. You can't. And listen, the game was officiated poorly. It's easy for me to say, Lord knows I've popped off at the mouth to people because of things that they said or done to me before. So I get it. But I, Julius just got to do better. So it's a slight cut the shit award. Especially when I saw earlier, he said he had a deal. He had a bet with somebody that he, um, that he was going to get less, get under three technical fouls this season. He's already has two. Um, so he even recognizes the problem. So yeah, like I said, it's a minor, it's minor, but that's it. Rapture already, Rapture is gone. Oh man. Oh well. Um, all right. So, well, if Rapture is gone, that is all that I have. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Chris, any final thoughts before we close out? I feel like I had something before the show that I was like, you got to remember to elaborate on this point. Um, and now I can't remember what it is. What, was it? Was it the? Was it the Knicks' offensive rating before or after the uh, benching of he who shall not be named? No, but I I know you love that, so I'll, I you know I can work that into my my. No, I just oh, oh, um, no or that or, or 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 how much credit Tim should get because that was a hot topic on the oh, timeline. Oh, that was actually exactly it. That's literally exactly it. Let's go, dude. Nice. Um, so I saw a lot of tweets recently. Um, I will. Da 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 da. Let me. Let me go find the exact tweet. I thought it was pretty. I can filibuster for you while you look for it. Nah, it's it's, it's gonna be like right here. I filibustered long enough. I, I did okay. that like that that does, and, and and I found it. Um, the tweet is basically like, "Hey, why does no one credit tips for this?" All right. So the 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 the, the, the one that the second one was one of the really cool things about Tibbs' rotation is that Deuce is playing. Not because someone is injured or because Tibbs had his hand forced, but based on his own merit. Tibbs is breaking his own stereotype. Um, another tweet was, the Knicks are on a hot streak recently, yet nobody mentions any praises for Tibbs with like a confused emoji. And the responses are like, uh, they're, they're mad because the, the now Tibbs isn't going to get fired. I credit Tibbs, like I do it. Like I'm I'm brave enough to credit our great leader. You know, like I just I feel like the notion from the Nick fan base that uh, anyone who's not praising Tom Thibodeau, any analyst or fan or fanalist or whatever in the team that's not you know outwardly praising Tom Thibodeau for the team's recent successes is biased and isn't fair and this that and the third. Um, I, I I think that that's such misdirected energy. Uh, first of all, because the notion that Deuce is in the rotation be- because of Tibbs' own accord uh, and not because his hand was forced is objectively false. That's just not true. Um, but I'm not going to fault the the Nick fan base for not knowing that. That's not something that the team made publicly available. We've discussed it here in our spaces because I've told you that that's the case. Um, but not everyone knows that. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, ah, everyone should know that. Like, uh, my thing is that the notion that like, oh, you better be rooting for Tibbs. Like you better, be, you better be crediting him. I'm watching you. You know, like it, it, 
we don't know everything that goes on. I happen to know that that rotation move uh, was something that he was pushed in the direction of. Same with Grimes in the starting lineup. Same with Sims over Noel at the end of last year. Same, like, a lot of these things, right, are, are things that the front office kind of tells him uh, to do to some extent or to, to just straight up do. And he does or takes some time, but then eventually does them. Um, so it's like the people are kind of asking, like, hey, why are we not crediting Thibodeau for things he didn't do himself? Like, well, because he didn't do them. I think... Though I'm not just trying to sit here and be like, oh, Thibodeau deserves no credit. And I can understand how I might be coming off like that. But what I'm trying to say, my larger point here, is that there are other things that Thibodeau is doing that he can get credit for that aren't like just straight up things that weren't his choice. So, uh, you know, you can talk about how now he's been staggering players a little bit. Uh, you can also talk about the fact that it's weird that it took this long for that to happen. But you should definitely discuss how it's good that it's happening. Um, you can discuss how now with a lot of young and, and defensively oriented players, um, the team seems to be uh, playing to the scheme well. There's very few questions of execution. There's definitely questions of strategy, but none of them are like, hey, these guys don't know what they're doing out there. It's like, oh, this drop isn't working against Luca or Ant Simons. It's not like... Evan Fournier doesn't know who to guard on the perimeter. Um, I feel like this Nick team is getting a lot closer to being a team that kind of represents the values that the Nick fan base seems to really want. And when I listen to the Nick fan base, what they say mostly is, uh, you know, you want a team that they want a team that plays hard. Uh, you want to see a team that plays good defense, but not like elite defense. Not it doesn't have to be top one defense in the league. It has to be gritty and consistent defense. And they also want to see a team that, if the team is not going to be contending, is featuring the young talent that the team itself has invested draft capital into acquiring. And I think this Nick team that uh, Nick fans have seen since the rotation switch um, made by the front office to to remove Rose from the rotation entirely, uh, I think if I'm the front office seeing Emmanuel quickly play better than Derrick Rose and then watching Derrick Rose get more minutes than him as the season went on, like or just like watching the gap uh, get smaller as the season went on, watching Rose be the first guard in. I can understand why the front office was like, hey, we know we got Thibodeau, Derrick Rose, but it might be time to undo this. Um, but now that the front office has made these tweaks to the rotation, the team is playing, I think, not only gritty and hard, uh, especially on the defensive end, but it's made up of uh, a rotation of majorly young players drafted by the New York Knicks. So I, I think this is, at the very least, at the very worst, a trend in a, a direction that should be positive for the Knicks fan base. And I think, you know, they, they're happy about that. So that that's that's nice. Well said, Chris. Well said. I think that there is a... Um... There is a balance. Like, you can't give tips some credit, but at the same time, like I said, I've tweeted the Jumbotron. If I've been telling you this for a year and you finally do it, how much credit can I really give you? Because you weren't, like, you weren't paying attention. Um, so, now, well said. What's up, Knicks fans? Want to let you in on a little secret. 
Just because I live in the Big Apple doesn't mean I don't love following all the different NBA storylines. Can the Warriors win another one? Who's the MVP frontrunner? What's Frank Nilakina up to? Following these storylines and watching out-of-market games used to be a big pain because they don't always show the games I want in my area. But this season, I discovered an amazing trick that lets me watch every single NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost. It's called ExpressVPN, and here's how it works. The NBA offers NBA League Pass, which lets you stream games online. But if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all of them. Some games are blacked out. So what do you do? Fire up ExpressVPN and use it to change your location to a different country. Sign up and use NBA League Pass and boom, no blackouts. And depending on the country, NBA League Pass could cost less than 15 bucks for a whole year. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and consoles like Fire TV, so you can watch all the games from any device. And even when I'm not watching hoops, I use ExpressVPN all the time for stuff like Netflix or Disney Plus to access thousands of extra shows that are only available on other countries' libraries. Enjoy all 1,230 games of the NBA season in HD with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. Don't hesitate. Use this special link today and get three months free at expressvpn.com slash filmschool. Then you can use ExpressVPN to sign up for NBA League Pass at a huge discount. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S VPN.com slash filmschool for three months free. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. 
It's that simple. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery plus what's up Knicks fans with the bustling holiday season just around the corner it's the perfect time to plan ahead with factor a ready-to-eat meal delivery they shop prep cook and deliver right to your door so you can enjoy chef crafted dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle plus with 34 meals per week including gourmet plus keto calorie smart vegan and veggie and more than 36 weekly add-ons you'll have plenty of nutritious flavorful options to choose from my holidays are jam-packed luckily factors fresh never frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when i'm on the go Plus, I save time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor now offers 34 meals per week and more than 36 add-on options, such as smoothies, juices, snacks, and so much more to keep me going no matter what I have going on. Also, Factor is cheaper than dining out. Put the money you save towards holiday fun and you time. And thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful, chef-crafted meals guilt-free. Need a special occasion? meal gourmet plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easy when things get hectic during the holidays factor is flexible change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime even better factors no prep no mess meals save me so much time on planning and cleanup so i can enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen not only does factor offer fast simple solutions when i get too busy to cook They also help me stay on top of my goals. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. This is definitely going to come in handy during the holidays. Knicks fans, Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to -to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during frantic holiday times. Don't hesitate. Head to go.factor75.com slash films school 60 and use promo code film school 60 to get 60 percent off your first box that's code film school 60 at go.factor75.com slash film school 60 to get 60 percent off your first box rapture you yeah. are back can you hear us can you guys hear me i was on the road but what i wanted to say quick fast was no, we can yeah we can hear you loud and yes, clear sir. um not the last guy that was speaking, but prior to that, I was on this chat for about 15 minutes. I heard a lot of Julius Randle, Julius Randle slander. I was trying to see what was, what was, you know, what was that about? Uh, I- well, I don't know if it was slander as much as it, like we recognize that, like 
he's not going to be the guy. Like the next great, like then I said all the time, the next great Knicks team is probably not going to have Julius Randle on it because I don't see Julius Randle accepting a lesser role on this team for somebody else because he he probably believes this is his team and I would have he should thing that. he should believe that um, I'm not a, I'm, I'm gonna say this I'm not a Julius Randle fan but I play basketball myself so it's hard when you're being critiqued all the time you know he's getting critiqued for bringing up the ball he's getting critiqued for not cutting and just he wants the ball all the time but at the end of the day he is probably the only Nick that can probably create his own shot. Granted, it may be a tough shot. On uh, this roster or last year? Uh, this roster. You can say Jalen Brunson too. You can. I was gonna say that there's there's the there's this dude on the the team that wears number eleven. Yeah, I was. Gonna, I knew he was gonna say that. He can and, 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 he can and, and, create his shot so much that he actually did it twenty times in the playoffs in one game yeah, last but year. But you know, everybody has and, and number nine. Yeah, so. And number nine is and number nine. No matter what you say, the listen, one that can't go. Lord right. knows he has his number nine. Number nine can and he can still get to okay, the rim at okay, will. Okay, you're right. Granted, now, for the first one, you said Jalen Brunson, playoffs. Everybody has a good playoff. Kirk Heinrich had a good playoff year. Everybody has a good playoff year. Now, when you get that money, let's see if you can can produce. That's the question, right? Because we know the Knicks like to just throw money away. Yeah, I'm from New York, guys, so don't feel no type of way. This is just my, you know. I, I agree. I agree. How about this? I'll meet, I'll meet you in the middle here. How about this? Yeah. Jalen Brunson last year, that especially that series where he dropped 40, right. it was against a team with a very poor perimeter defense. Yes, sir. So I myself came out and said there are some overreactions to that play. <laughs> but I think I think you got to look at the bulk of the work. And when you look at how Brunson played when Luka Doncic was out, you were able to see the extent to which on the Dallas Mavericks, he was able to take those reins. And, and listen, maybe he wasn't. You know, uh, Rudolph, the 30-point triple-double reindeer that Luka is. But he he had those reins, man, and he did the job enough where the New York Knicks were expected to be a 500 team with him at the helm. And they're they're 13 and 12, you know, so they're they're doing the thing. Brunson, uh, he he looks good. And I I say this a lot, and I think you'll agree with me here. Um, The reason I think Brunson is is such a good fit on the court, you know, I didn't love the move or – organizationally for New York in terms of what it represented for them. But the deal has ended up looking so good money-wise that it's just completely fine. But when you look at on the court with Brunson, uh, because he's so small stature-wise, he's always had to get really good with his footwork and really good at creating space out of nothing. So on a team like the New York Knicks where you've got Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson in the paint and you've got R.J. Barrett who can shoot, but he's not a sharp shooter and the spacing is an incredible, Brunson has that ability to create that spacing. I think you've seen that this year. You yes. see him be able to create his own shot even when the spacing isn't that great, and that's that's a credit to how hard he's worked, but it's also because of the challenges his frame presents that he's had to get that now, let me ask, good at let that. Me ask, he, he is good at it. Let me it. ask you just a quick question. Is he consistent? Yeah, I think I think he's about as steady of a hand as the surgeon's got, man. It's it's. Uh, are you comparing it to the Knicks roster? Or are you comparing it to the point guards around the league? I I think Brunson's like a top 15, 16 point guard in the league. You want to say? Uh, I think he's pretty. I think he's pretty consistent. I think that's fair. About, I think that's about fair. That. Top fifteen. I think top that's fair. fair. I'll say top twenty just to make it even more fairer. But I just wanted to. You, uh, the title is: Is the Knicks? Will the Knicks be any good? Um, I I really. 
I think it's from the front off, offense down is where the problem lays. I don't think it's necessarily the players on the court. I think it's no structure. I think it's no discipline. I think it's no organization. When you look on when you look on a basketball court, can you tell who the best player on the Knicks is? Do you know who's going to take the last shot at the end of the games? I don't think. To me, I don't see it. I, I do. You who? I do. It's number eleven. Jalen Brunson. Why is the, it number eleven? The Knicks have been in four situations this season uh-huh. where they had a, a game tying or game winning, like buzzer beating, or or say you know point eight seconds left after the shot. Like there's four seconds left for the whatever. There's been four shots this season that have been for the game. Two of them came in the same game against Portland. One to maybe not send it to overtime. Um, and and one was, was that thing earlier in regulation, like two big shots in one game. Mm-hmm. I feel I think every single one of those shots has been taken by Jalen Brunson. So, you know, to me, I think last season, you saw the Knicks do a lot more decoy work. You, you saw them use 48 for last looks. I don't think they were as confident um, in having someone who they could put the ball in, the, in that player's hands and let them work, but it hasn't worked in their favor thus far this season. Brunson's been the one taking the shots. They haven't gone it in. Has been the same person's been taking right. them. You know who's going right. to take But let me ask you, do you think Randall is okay with that? And I ask you because when you have great teams, especially in the NBA, for example, let's say Miami Heat, when they had the big three first year, when they lost to Dallas, Dallas in the um, championship, it wasn't clear who team it was, right? So it was like a power of the him. D-Wade's my team. LeBron is my team. D-Wade had to make that clear going into the next year. Hey, Braun, this is your team, right? Um, same thing with, like, Tatum and Brown. Tatum, this is your team. The Knicks do not have that. Like, you don't see – it's like everybody's out for self, right? Like, who leads, who leads the Knicks in assists right now? I would think Jalen Brunson. I would think. I would think it's Brunson. I would think it's. But I see where you're coming. But I see where you're coming from. Right. There's like, no. There's no like and, continuity. You know what I mean? There's no chemistry. You know what I mean? And, and I think. And I think this. And I think this time next year, when Julius Randle's no longer on the team, you'll see right. that continuity. I agree. You'll see that I continuity. I agree. Even. All right. Jalen Brunson. No. Hey, man. Jalen Brunson's averaging. So he. He. I was right. It's the most assists on the team, but. I was wrong that there's a question. There's no one even with – actually, Julius Randle averages half as many assists per game as him, um, but no one averages four or five or, or anything close to six. So it, it's it's like very clearly that's, Jalen that's, Brunson. That's the lead player here. All right. Thank you, Rapture. I appreciate it. All right. Appreciate the, the time. Good questions. Good conversation. All right. We're going to end this space when halftime of this game ends. I want to watch the second half of this game. So we're going to go to Corporal Pazivel, and then we'll go to Kevin Danishevsky, and then we're going to wrap up. Corporal, the floor is yours. Yeah, I just want to um, express extreme disagreement. No, no, not you. Um, no, Kevin, 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 not you. Corporal's before you. Then I'm you. sorry, I misheard you. It's all okay, okay. Corporal, are you there? Corporal, going once. Corporal going twice. Sold. All right, Kevin, floor is yours. Sorry about that again. I miss her. I oh, miss her too. Um, What's going on, man? I, I just want to express uh, extreme disagreement with that last comment. So looking at uh, cleaning the glass and points per shot attempt, um, I, I just to, to respond to the, the point about consistency, there are Jalen Brunson is 14th among point guards in points, in points per shot attempts. Uh, one of the... So 
Ben Simmons, who has a 17.9% usage, is and is Ben Simmons really a point guard? Um, is ahead of him. Um, so that's so we can throw that out. Jose Alvarado, who has a 20.8% usage, um, percent usage, um, is ahead of him. So we could also throw that out. Um, and also get significantly fewer minutes. Um, Kyle Lowry has a 19.9% usage. Um, and then D- D'Angelo Russell has about 3%, is 25%. Jalen's 28%. Brunson's efficiency is generally like a tick down. But considering like looking at that, like where his efficiency is or versus, versus his usage, he's top 10 in the league. So I'm not really sure where that complaint is coming from. He also has a 31% um, assist percentage, which is higher than Steph Curry's. Um and and one point one one point one five um assist to usage rate, um, is on offer the best on the team. Like I, there's this one account who I'm not going to say who it is, but I have muted this account because they are compl- complain incessantly about the Jalen Brunson contract, and I think that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Uh, Jalen Brunson, I, I, you know how much I, you both know how much I love Quentin Grimes. Jalen Brunson is the best thing going for this team. Um, Jalen Brunson is a metronome. Yeah, he'll have his share of two for thirteen performances because he has like he's dealing with seventeen injuries. But um, yeah, I I I just really it it, it, it uh, Brunson. There's criticism to I guess to be labeled uh, to, to to be thrown at Brunson, but like this obsession with like oh like he's a Nick free agent signing, we have to find something to complain about is really annoying to me. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, so to me, I um, yeah, I, I, I've decided not to complain about the season because, like, they're not going to tank. So why am I going to waste my breath about it? And to people who just complain about they're not tanking all the time, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do, right? Um, I guess they hashtag embrace the mid. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, like for me, it's just. I think Brunson going forward will be the closer on this team. I think next year, Lord knows who will be on the team. I don't think – well, I know one of Julius or Obi will not be on this team. Um, unfortunately, we're not surprised R.J. Barrett was not on this team next year. Um, but when it comes to – for this season, Brunson has the ball in his hand down the stretch, and he's going to decide where the ball is going to go. And Julius kind of has to accept it because – Jalen Brunson has, I mean, he's not individually. He's not accomplished more um, because he's never been All NBA or All Star. But in terms of team success, like he took his like he's seen more team success than ever. So um, that has so he has to he's got to eat that. All right, uh, yeah. sales gonna be. Oh, before oh, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, to- totally, Sean. And like, I also just want to add, add in. Um, I listened to the the KFS podcast this morning. Um, uh, Jeremy's idea of getting OG Ananubi really excites me because I think he and Brunson can be the 2A and 2B to whatever star we want to get. Um, and I think OG is a, a, OG is a kind of player that every team needs. And I'm really, uh, I'd be really, really intrigued with like a Brunson. Um, let's let's throw let's let's throw Joel Embiid. Let's say we get Joel Embiid. Um, Brunson, Embiid, um, Ananobi at the four. Um, which I know is kind of a stretch, but you can you, you, um, you can you can kind of play, or or actually, or if you want to do Obi at the four, um, Grimes at the two, and and an Obi at the three. I think that's a contending roster, and I know that not everyone agrees with me, but um, 
I really, I, 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 I like, I, there are just so many like good players in that role who are really efficient, who are really efficient and um, play really, really good defense. Um, so yeah, I'd like to, so Jeremy bringing that up as a possibility really got me excited. No, no, well said. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it matches up well with, like, if Andrew Wiggins, we talked about this, if, if Andrew Wiggins made it to free agency this summer, the Knicks would have been interested um, in adding him as a piece to have around, uh, along with Brunson, like just two guys to have that are, you know, actual core pieces of a real, real good team. Uh, and yes, they will cost a lot, but that's, the, you know, the Knicks are trying to be on their way to having salaries to be able to trade um, along with the draft picks they're accruing. Uh, Ananobi would be along that same, I suppose, archetype of a, a Wiggins, uh, a McCall Bridges, uh, an Ananobi uh, offensively. They kind of fit in that same mold. And then defensively, Ananobi, you know, probably the second best defender on that list. Maybe the third, three really good defenders, but, uh, the point is, you know, great wing defender can hold their own on offense, can, can create a tad, a little bit, um, and just someone someone nice to have around, uh, especially if, you know, they do choose to trade Barrett down the line. They would still have Ananobi. They could go Brunson, Grimes, Ananobi, Toppin. But when, it, you know, say Embiid is the star, sure, that would be that. Um, but, you know, whatever it is they, they, you know, choose to go with down the line, uh, they're interested in, in doing things now that help set them up for for that and getting guys like Brunson in the building, uh, someone like Wiggins. Now, you know, he was extended by Golden State, so, you know, Ananobi. Um, I don't know if Jeremy, I haven't listened to the Jeremy's latest. I know he's talked about Ananobi in the past. Um, I'll, I'll get to his pod probably tomorrow at this rate with all the homework I have. But, uh, you know, Ananobi someone I know told Toronto he wouldn't mind a trade a while back. Uh, and, and, you know, I know he's playing really well, but I would assume he's still interested in that. I'm not sure, you know, what would have changed his mind. And Toronto still really likes Scotty Barnes. He probably thinks Barnes and Siakam, the three, four of the future there. He, he wants to go be featured somewhere or go somewhere that would, you know, maybe see him as more of a long-term starter. Uh, New York would be a fit for that. So uh, if they are willing to consolidate, pony up some, some young players, some, Assets, whatever it is that would that it would take, they can agree to a deal. Obviously, dealing with Masai Ujiri is tricky, but you know that that would interest me as well. And I think it would line up with what we've heard this front office is interested in doing. Yeah, Chris. Last thing they mentioned on the pod to spoil it a little bit for you that um, uh, Zach Lowe has mentioned on previous podcasts that the Raptors might be blowing it up soon, and like the, I, they're closer. They might be closer to rebuilding than to um, contending. Someone so needs to go. Someone needs to go get Siakam, like yesterday. That guy is so good. And he asked, uh, "Don't don't run and aggregate me, please." But I believe I believe both Siakam and Ananobi are guys that have told Toronto they wouldn't mind being traded. Um, I know Siakam for sure. I know Ananobi for sure. I don't know if they're like if one gets traded, if the other would still want out. I don't think it's connected. I think they just both want out. So. I can see, yeah, that you know, if people don't understand why Toronto would, would do this, uh, maybe just build around Scotty Barnes, even if he's not that amazing of a, a young piece. I don't, I, I think he's a bit overrated, value wise, uh, league wide. But um, yeah, I'm not sure how bad Siakam and, and I don't know if you want to be there. 
long term. I, I definitely think OG wants out. Um, Siakam, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, damn, they're going to blow it. <laughs> if they blow it up, I got smoke for the Raptors fans. So whatever. All right, before we get out of here, we have to do some chats. Um, some people left us some questions and comments in the chat I want to get to. Um, so this comes from Sin, um, who said that Tibbs never really fully utilized a floor spacer. I agree. I don't think he's using Isaiah Hartenstein to the best of his abilities. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein is not a stretch five, as so many people have said on this app. Hi, Bankai. Not that you said it, but people told you. People said that. Um, he took 14 threes last year. That's not a stretch five. Um so I would like to see uh, Hardenstein being utilized more to his skill set, but we know who the coach is, so I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, NYC to Cincy has a few questions or comments. So the first one he has is, um, and I'll post in a jumbotron, what are the odds that the Knicks finish the season in sixth place? Which teams will surpass them and why? All right, so currently the New York Knickerbockers, because I had this son of a bitch right here, are in sixth place in the Eastern Conference, uh, hold on one second here. ESPN.com slash NBA. They're currently sixth place in the Eastern Conference. They are behind Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Brooklyn, and Philly, and they are ahead of Atlanta, Indiana, Toronto, and Miami. Um, I think there is a non-zero chance they finish in sixth. Um, if I think if any team were to pass it, it would be the aforementioned Raptors. I think the Heat are a playing team. I said that before the beginning of the season, and they're in 10th place. Um, the funny thing is, I was actually looking at... So I think the Raptors, I think the Raptors are a all-around better team. You can make the argument that Pascal... No, actually, I will make the argument that Pascal Siakam is playing in a top 10 level. Um, so he's probably better than Julius. Um... So I can see them move to coaching and in their culture. I can see them passing the Knicks. Um, I think Indiana will fall off a cliff. I think Atlanta's a playing team. Um, and I think, and I already said, my, I think Miami's a playing team. Um, the funny thing is, for the teams ahead of us, I looked at this and I was like, you know what? We can't beat none of these teams in the playoff series. <laughs> and I'm not buying, and, and I know that some people try to start the, mm, what about Cleveland? Like, eh, they got the best player in the series. So uh, I think that's that. Um, and he also says we don't have a shot at the fifth pick already. Exactly, we don't. So that we can drink some proof, just let that shit go. What are you getting for Randall, he says. Um, so there have been a number of trades kicked around in the ether. The most uh, one that's talked about the most is a deal with Phoenix to get back. It's Jay Crowder, uh, Dario Saric, that to make the money work, and a... Or Landry Shaman, I've heard, but I'd rather Sarich because I think he. I'm pretty sure Sarich is a free agent this year. Um, I'll, I'll double check that, and then some draft compensation for the for uh, from Phoenix. So that's what it would be. There's talks about Miami. I'm not holding my breath about Miami. Um, and that there's who's the third team? Charlotte. Charles the third team. Chris, that's been kicked around for Randall. Uh, There's definitely three teams, and I can't remember the third. Heat, Clippers, um, Clip, Clip, Clippers. I, I think, I think they should. I think they end up in. Actually, I don't know if they'll they'll trade for him because they have Jerry West probably consulting for them still. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. They they'll probably be in. They'll they'll send an offer. Uh, 
yeah, they'll, yeah, it's, 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 I couldn't, yeah, it's so it's Phoenix, Miami for sure. I think Charlotte was kicked around, but I, then again, they'll probably just tank. So you're taking well, everyone says it's because Cupjack like drafted him in LA and would want him, but Cupjack didn't want him like two years ago. So I don't know, maybe now things are different there. They need a power forward, but I, 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 I think they will need, um, Lamelo to come back, and if Melo's playing well for like a twenty twenty five game stretch, and they're like, "Yo, we can make a shot at the play in," because you know Michael Jordan loves to make the play in, um, they'll go for it. Um, speaking of tanking, last comment from NYC to Cincy said tanking is not a strategy. I would slightly push back on that. It's a strategy, but it comes with its risks, like everything else. Uh, again, tanking is not foolproof because ultimately the draft is a complete crapshoot. Ask the people who drafted Anthony Bennett number one, Michael Kidd Gilchrist number two, uh, so forth and so on. Um, and next sweater, shout out to you, said this is Jalen Brunson's team. I'm starting to solely agree with you. And he said Randall is Jalen Brown to Jason Tatum in this team. Next is New York Knicks and Jalen Brunson's team. Um, he might be. I don't think you tell Julius Randall that. Or if you did tell him that, he'll probably tell you to go scratch. And with that, we're going to wrap this up. We went 38 minutes past uh, the time I wanted to end, but it's because we had a really good conversation. So shout out to Kevin Denishevsky, generic Knicks fan, Ari from Manhattan, I-95 Bully, Rapture, and Bankhead for coming through to um, – to 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 share the comments and thoughts with us. We will be back on Saturday at eleven. Chris Persiano will wake up at ten fifty five, and I appreciate him for it. And hopefully, we will be discussing two more wins after we beat the freaking Bulls. Yo, uh, there was this Bulls fan last year that spent her entire existence tweeting about the Knicks, and I don't see her anywhere. Um, someone actually sent me her profile because um, I was like, Yo, where is she? I was like, Did she delete her account? Um, so apparently she's still around um, probably tweeting in misery because unlike our team her team's actually stuck so for Chris Percy I'm sure of a W thanks for listening Knicks Nation let's ride